2: Second hour of Light the Tower, on the horn, Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you, our producer, Cameron Parker, alongside. Thanks again to Longhorns Head Coach David Pierce joining us here a few moments ago, as busy a time as it is right now. We do appreciate the coach taking a few minutes to visit with us.
0: A reeling Cameron Parker, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so th- uh, thanks to uh, David Pierce taking a few minutes to join us here as uh, he was... Uh, Talking about uh, getting ready for the Stanford Cardinal in the Super Regional Series that begins uh, Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. You'll hear it here on the Horn. We'll begin at four forty-five. Okay, Cam Parker, you're you're, you're reeling. Was it, do it you went the uh, pickup route again last night?
3: Yeah, just uh, basketball.
2: That is pickup basketball.
3: I told Jeff trying to box out a former linebacker was not a good move last night. So I'm going to try some crowd therapy. A dang today. coaching mistake. Now, uh, uh, a former linebacker, where? believe he just said he played somewhere like d2 but oh, okay. he's a big guy big guy so it's not like i'm you know trying to box out Jalen ford or something or brian bosworth as we talked about earlier in the show but uh i'm not man I'm just not what i used to be guys man starting to <laughs> i feel like kevin love in the heat right now just maybe coming in for nine minutes a game a couple of outlet passes here and there
1: uh, you're like
0: you're like bernie kosar with the cowboys you're a little beat up but hey man you're you're good for a little spiel every now and then, yeah. Just maybe not the full the full go thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, just you know, take the days of playing
3: two and a half hours every day during the summer, I not guess, gonna sir. happen. Just not gonna happen.
2: Okay, anymore. all right. You know,
0: Craig, people forget, and I I forgot. I used to say, eh, Bernie Kosar caught on with the Cowboys to to win a ring." Until you go back and really think about it, and he played a really pivotal role in that '93 se- season to get them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Aikman got hurt during the season. He yeah. finished out the NFC, and then he finished out the NFC Championship game. Yes, he did. That's Bernie, true. Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kozar had a productive year with the with the Dallas Football Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So, see, that's two things that are out of Cam's frame of reference. Me mentioning, Cam, you're you're aware of who Bernie Kozar is, right? Of
3: course, Jeff. Okay, I just just wanted to make sure. Are you aware of he played for the the Washington Bullets? Right?
0: Are you aware of uh, Bernie Kozar's daughter?
3: No, I don't know Her profession
0: true. is. Uh, if you throw that in the Google machine make sure you go to private okay. browsing just okay. FYI it will not say for work but uh Cam also has no frame of reference Craig about the Cowboys making making it to an NFC championship game let alone winning one
3: seriously that actually happened like Cowboys were actually a mainstay and wow
0: see when I was in elementary school I was like man this is great the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl about every year and win it this is going to this is awesome being a Cowboys fan is great
2: when I was when I was in school uh, there in the 70s, the Cowboys, that's when the whole America's Team thing uh, came up uh, with the highlight video from NFL Films and all this other kind of stuff. And they became equally, depending on what part of the country, loved and reviled because they were so successful. Um, I grew up in North Carolina, which at the time had a lot of Washington Redskin fans because Washington... Uh, was the closest. Well, Atlanta was there, too, but the Falcons were awful. They were still very <laughs> yeah. early we're, in the franchise We were talking about era. that
0: yesterday when we are talking about Tommy Nobis, why his pro football Hall of Fame candidacy isn't better, because the Falcons were.
2: were terrible most of his most of his career.
0: Gridiron diarrhea might be the best way to describe the, the Atlanta the, Falcons the, at that point. Yeah, know.
2: they didn't get good until late 70s. Steve Barkowski and that group there that won a couple of times. But even then, they lost back-to-back or lost twice. I guess, in four years to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Did, uh, did any part
3: of Joe Gibbs being from the Charlotte area and his connections with NASCAR, was that any influence in you becoming a Redskins fan? I was never a Washington fan. I thought you just said you, you No, wrote, I
2: said a lot of North Carolina. Oh, you know okay. me. I was always a Rams fan okay. ever since okay. I was a little kid. No, I never okay. rooted for Washington. My, my dad did, uh, and he had grown up in North Carolina, and uh, he did, but he liked... Washington because first when Vince Lombardi first went there from Green Bay and had the one turnaround season, 7-5-2, and two, and great things were forecast for what Lombardi was going to do. And then he was diagnosed with cancer, and then he was gone before he could coach a second season. Then they went through uh, a down year, and then George Allen came in, having coached uh, the Rams and built them up in the late 60s with a fearsome foursome and Roman Gabriel and Jack Snow. That was the, the, the Rams team that I liked when I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, George... Uh, George Allen came in with the over-the-hill gang in 72. 71 got him to the playoffs in 72, and he really ramped up, ratcheted up the hatred for the Cowboys. It started building, by the way, in the late 60s. Uh, Bob Lilly could tell you that and all that when the, when the Cowboys and, and the Redskins were playing. But it was when George Allen was coaching that the real animosity started and the real heavy-duty rivalry, Dallas-Washington rivalry, uh, Washington beating dallas handily in the 72 NFC Championship year when the when Washington went to the Super Bowl and lost to unbeaten Miami. And then the next year, uh, the Cowboys getting past them. Uh, but there were the great moments. There was a Monday night football game in October 73 when Washington's up 14-7 and the Cowboys are driving for a tying touchdown in the winning seconds. Then on a fourth down screen pass from Craig Morton, who was having to play, a screen pass off to Walt Garrison, Ken Houston comes up and makes one of those Stony Clark type tackles to stop them in his tracks, to and and Washington held on for the win. You had the Clint Longley Mad Bomber game, Thanksgiving of '74, when it when they beat uh, Washington on the late touchdown pass to Drew to Drew Pearson. Even though that year '74 was the year the Cowboys' playoff streak snapped from '66 through '73, eight straight years, they didn't make the playoffs that year. The Cardinals. Uh, got into the playoffs that year when Don Coryell was coaching them, and it, and and you had uh, Washington get in. So and, and he had all of these games. So the '79 uh, Rogers Tallback's final regular season game, the great comeback mm-hmm. in the past to Tony Hill in the corner of the end zone uh, for that one. They had all of the all of these singular moments that fed the Dallas versus Washington rivalry. See, if you're an older Cowboys fan, older than me,
0: if you're an older Cowboys fan, Washington is the rival.
2: That's for right, me, for, that's where
0: it went. for me, in my my era of Eagles. Cowboys fandom, it's the freaking Eagles, man. Yeah, yeah. I
2: hate. And, see, even, I feel and, like for I me, just, it's the Giants.
0: Hate the strong word, but I
2: hate. Well, you know, the Philadelphia where, Eagles, and, and I think you'll agree with me on this, Jeff. You know where that started from, Buddy Ryan, Bounty Bowl, yeah, yeah. It started when, in. Were, were you in that post game press
0: conference where Jimmy, what do he say? He's like, ran his like, fat butt at her? Yeah. Yes, I
2: was there. <laughs> I was there for that. I was, that the, I was there.
0: When the toilet seats at Texas Stadium were frozen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, that. that the the That's one thing that I think is really good about the NFC. You just mentioned you think of the Giants as a big rival because you think of what? Eli and them denying the Cowboys getting that, that win when it looked like Dallas was going to win for sure, and then the Giants go on and they beat New England in the Super Bowl yeah. to keep them from going uh, 19-0. and well, When the new stadium opened
3: up, Eli Manning owned it. That's yeah. all it was. It was every year we watched the Giants and the Cowboys, and every year Eli Manning and his noodle arms somehow would find a way to beat Dallas every year, so I grew up just liking the Giants. Plus, they were two-time Super Bowl champions, right? And the 07, Eagles weren't oh 07, 07
0: there The uh, the Patrick Creighton game,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. So that so your example and your example uh, for both of you is why the NFC East was so great for somebody because they all hated each other. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you know, uh, you know where the really it was before Bounty Bowl, really where the Buddy Ryan Cowboys thing started.
2: When was with the Bears?
0: No, I, I I saw a video on this and it's fascinating. So eighty seven was the strike year, and there was a game in Philadelphia, and I be, I know Tony Dorsett had crossed. The
2: no, no, line. no. Randy White did, Randy, and, well, t- and Tony Dorsett called him Captain Scab. Well, they Dorsett
0: was back. Randy White was back. I, he came back. Yeah, afterwards. I, Danny White. I think the Cowboys had almost a full complement of players. And the Eagles were still playing with mostly replacement players. Mm-hmm. And there was a play late in the game, the Cowboys are beating the hell out of the Eagles and they threw a pass something basically Buddy Ryan felt Tom Landry was trying to run up the score. Yeah. So they played later in the season and Buddy had Randall Cunningham late in the game where the Eagles are winning, had Randall Cunningham just chuck one as far as he could yep. to the end zone. And that that whole deal with the Cowboys basically because Buddy Ryan thought Tom Landry was trying to run up the score on a bunch of scabs. That started what we knew as the late '80s, early in the mid the mid '90s, Cowboys-Eagles
2: rivalry. Yeah, I think you're right, and and uh, and Buddy Ryan, even when he was the defensive coordinator for the Bears, they came in on Thanksgiving and beat the Cowboys, forty-four nothing, forty-four nothing. I was in that locker room afterwards. I Always remember Richard Dent talking about Steve Palure having played quarterback Palour manure, Palour manure. He kept saying over and over again after that. But that strike year '87. The thing about that strike year. Uh, is that it, it? Which wasn't nearly as prolific as the '82 strike yeah. year, where they lost seven games off the schedule and played a nine-game uh, schedule off of that. But uh, but it's funny that Washington won the Super Bowl in both of those strike years. That's right, '82 and '87 because they said '87 Joe Gibbs kept the team together. Remember the Cowboys had Kevin Sweeney at quarterback <laughs> for a little bit there, but Washington stuck together, took some lumps, and then got it together. So you're saying there two
0: of their Super Bowls don't count. Basically, what you're saying.
2: If they played the games, they count. Uh-huh. <laughs> they count. They count. Everybody participated. One team won. It counted. That In- sounds like something from somebody who didn't who didn't win. It's just like the same things I heard as a Dodger <laughs> fan about the 2020 season. Ah, <laughs> a truncated season, blah, blah, blah. Or as an Astros fan, I hear uh, about the
0: 2017 uh,
2: uh, season. That's different. Cheating is different ah, than see, actually when go. everybody's there playing under you're the free. same rules. Yeah,
0: you see, you bend it. You, you step up to the line, Craig. You're not, I wouldn't call you a habitual line stepper, but oh, you're no, you're getting right there, up to There
2: it. is a marked right difference between convicted cheating and... And everybody convicted playing under the same, rules.
0: convicted like we're like it's an episode, episode of Law and Order playing out on
2: the baseball field. I watched that Yankees Dodgers thirty for thirty the other night, yeah. and they were talking about uh, Billy Martin or Reggie Jackson uh, and uh, and George Steinbrenner. And Billy <laughs> Martin said one's a born liar and the other's convicted. <laughs> or like the time some uh, it was Dwayne Thomas was talking about Tom Landry and 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 Tex Schramm. Yeah, and. He said uh, something about um, he's, or he said about Tech Shram. He said he's he's a liar and he's demented. And and Tech said, well, he got one of them right. <laughs> you know? So anyway, that's the kind of the fun of the uh, arguments there. All right, speaking of fun, why don't we roll right on in to a little second hour? Inconceivable!
0: Inconceivable! Inconceivable!
1: Inconceivable! Inconceivable! You keep using the heart. I don't think it means what you think it means.
2: Yeah, I had a little shift of inconceivable to hour number two because David Pierce joined us in hour number, two, hour number one, and we were happy to have that. First of all, since we'll, we'll keep it on the sports day, we had not even gotten to this story yet, so I'm I'm anxious to hear Cam's take on it as well. How about this deal with Isaiah Rogers? What's the deal with uh, Isaiah Rogers of the Indianapolis Colts? NFL investigating him for what they call, in quotations, pervasive sports betting, which included wagers on the Colts. Uh, uh, he, By the way, he's trying to step in and do a little damage control. Took to Twitter last night said, Addressing the current reports, I want to take full responsibility for my actions. I know I have made mistakes, and I am willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. Last thing I ever wanted to do... Was to be a distraction of the Colts organization, my coaches, and my teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment, and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I've never taken that lightly. I'm very sorry for all of this. Yeah, apparently he had placed what were called hundreds of bets via an account opened by an acquaintance. And a number of those wagers reportedly came from within the Colts facility. That also violates the NFL gambling policy. Most of the bets were in the twenty-five to fifty-dollar range, although there was at least one low four-figure bet. The Indiana Gaming Commission also confirmed it. So that's bad. That's that's bad for him. And and I know a lot of folks are calling in to question the intelligence level of doing that, attaching your phone number or your your uh, your bank account to it by. Setting up those kinds of things through an app.
0: I was going to say it's kind of like Jerry Springer paying for a prostitute with a check when he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Like you just, eh, don't leave a paper trail. <laughs> but now it's a digital paper okay. trails. So,
3: okay, Cam, how are your thoughts on that? It's my issue with it, right? Betting has become such a huge part of the sport, and now they're a huge sponsor of the NFL. You can gamble in stadiums; you can do all this. DraftKings, FanDuel. But as a player, you're not allowed to. I understand if you're gambling on your own team and stuff. But I mean, he was it's it's June, so what's he betting on the NBA Finals? I don't understand that W-NBA. now. You, you can go ahead and make the argument that he's stupid for you know putting his name in what he already knows what happened to Calvin Ridley. But we're getting in the gray area here when gambling in DraftKings and FanDuel is becoming such a huge part of the NFL. Yeah. But now the players can't partake. Uh, I don't know. It's the,
0: the one that blew me away was uh, the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. There's a sports book in the ballpark. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's not for the players. That's the difference. And and by the way, this empirical evidence apparently shows that he was placing bets on his team last fall.
3: Oh, okay. See, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. So, then there we go. Well, that, that's good. burying the
0: lead a little bit. So, yeah, now that that's out there, it's okay, yeah. well. <laughs> So,
3: just saying. Uh, well, there's other, there was other players who weren't gabbling on right. NFL, right? They were gabbling For sure, yeah. other seniors.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, we've got, a, we got a, uh, some uh, legal things. We've got to get to some, some other legal things. Uh, first of all, uh, a man in Germany has received his last warning.
0: Yeah, we did this one yesterday.
2: Okay. All right. So he did that about the twenty six drug dealing <laughs> th- uh, conviction there. Yeah. Eight hundred Euros, eight hundred and fifty five dollars. Uh American is his retirement pension. He's like, Look, I gotta I gotta I gotta support myself, right? someone
0: some, someone's opa is, you know, dealing
2: in the gon. I it must be. So uh uh and and I saw a poll about this. Do you favor just giving him one more warning you're on double secret probation for this or should he get He's prison time man. dude's 82 he ain't
0: got much time left yeah. let him let him live his life it
2: wasn't a violent crime yeah yeah so yeah okay The I mean,
0: marriage is bad yes but
2: <laughs> all right uh speaking of the legal process did you do the the story about the new braunfels traffic stop no do you know what this is about uh this Stolen uh, Bratwurst. Uh, no. Uh, our friends at KI had this story. Uh, uh, and uh, it was a routine, routine traffic stop in New Braunfels last Friday. You ever been stopped in New Braunfels? You've been through New Braunfels many times. Many, many times. Uh, you know, I don't think I have, actually. I don't think you've Knock been stopped, me. and I know you haven't been stopped for what uh, this turned out. Well, it was a routine traffic stop. Uh, uh, Alfonso Villarreal and Roddy Fernandez, both of San Antonio, uh, or stop. It didn't say why they stopped them, but that doesn't really matter because once they did a seizure, uh, a search. By the way, um, a backpack was found in the trunk of the vehicle, and it t- contained. This is quite the backpack. Nine gallon-sized bags filled with meth. Hello. Uh, substance later Somebody's confirmed. Somebody's getting ready to party. Estimated street value exceeding $100,000. Uh, both Villarreal and Fernandez were arrested without incident, charged with manufacture-slash-delivery of a controlled substance. Can we just say a Walter White crime, right?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that puts you away for a, a decent amount of time there, brother. 20 pounds
2: of meth found in that in the backpack there. 20 so, pounds uh, of meth. Yeah, 20 pounds of meth. Uh, Out of
0: that. Sounds like a band that's playing down on 36th.
2: Yeah. Okay, got another uh, story. Uh, This has to do with your interpretation of what you think or how you feel a uh, therapy dog or emotional support dog. How how much, um, no pun intended, how much leash should they be given like in public areas? Well, I've... Here's the deal.
0: I've found out that people can kind of manipulate the system. There are some people who legitimately need, you know, their support dogs, Absolutely. And their therapy dogs, their service Absolutely. animals. Uh, but then I hear about people manipulating the system, like you see TikToks where people are like, "Oh yeah, I fudged this and I this got si- my dog this. Had my doctor sign this, and I can take my dog anywhere."
2: See, my that would never work with my dog because she would give it away. She's a dead giveaway that she is no therapy dog. The only therapy my dog is is to, is to herself. Yeah. She doesn't she 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 dislikes people. She dislikes other d- animals. She would give it away. And so, well, that's not a trained therapy dog. See, like dog. My, my
0: old lab that we had to put down in
2: January, Mo- yeah. Molly would have been a great service she dog. She would have been a great service dog.
0: Our lab that we still have, Daisy would have been a terrible service dog. Well, according to we have to move. According to she's a, not a fan of. Uh,
2: according to a TikToker, uh, a woman went into a store, and she said she was approached by a manager. She needed to put her dog on a leash. The dog was not on a leash. Service dog. The reason why she said the dog is off leash is per ADA requirements because it has to do with allergy detection dogs. So the dog goes and it sniffs different foods to see If if it's got allergens, why do you need your dog to do that? Because it it depends on the ingredients, and the dog can apparently. But can't you just ask? Uh, And guess what? If nobody's there to ask, don't
0: eat it. Go somewhere else.
2: Well, the TikToker responded by saying it it was at a grocery store. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me finish. Ah, Let me finish. Let me finish. No, you might. You might. uh, If not, change your mind. You might have a little more understanding when you hear it. The TikToker responded by saying the dog has to smell the products. Manager refused and said, I don't want your dog coming in smelling my groceries. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with the dog sniffing a jar of peanut butter, but 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 if it's but I don't think I would want it licking uh, a head of lettuce either. Right. It can't you know, be just
0: rooting day. around in the produce
2: section or the right. deli. Okay. She said, I've been coming to the store for years, never had a problem. I've seen real service dogs and fake ones, but never been, been told that my dog can't do her job Uh, then afterwards it's a direct violation of the Americans with Disability uh, uh, Act according to the ADA website if you're working at a business or a state or local government facility you are not allowed to request any documentation the dog is registered licensed or certified because they said let me see the papers said nope can't do that so uh, then they went back through and uh, the store apologized for it as well. And manufacturers can fail to note common allergens, and service animals can be literal lifesavers for those with severe allergies.
0: You should know what you can and can't put in your body. Right. You should but need you, the dog to sniff it out.
2: Yeah, Like you said, it's it might not be as readily available to you in terms to understand what's to the, available to the naked eye. Can't you just, just the, use, like, Instacart? No, the then don't eat it.
0: Yeah, then don't eat and then it. Order it. Get something else. This is gonna slide. Like people are gonna be able to do this. The next thing you know, you're gonna have dogs like rooting around in the deli. And I turn the corner, like, oh, I need to go get some lunch meat. And there's a dog on the floor with like a big thing of like boar's head roast beef, just going to
2: town. Like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? I don't think it's gonna here? go to that. I don't think it's gonna go that far. <laughs> <laughs> about it <laughs> anyway so they're they're trained to go and sniff that uh, see this is
0: this is why this is why we're headed to a bad direction in terms of <laughs> the way the way our society is trending right let now. me tell you what's we
3: headed our we've already gotten there i think Joe. Oh, yeah we're, we're
2: right. beyond that we're we're beyond saving let me tell you what, the, the, what what's going a bad direction first of all i'm not comfortable with the term tiktok influencer Okay? That's just one of those phrases I'm not real comfortable I'll, with. I'll be 100%
0: honest, correct? That's one of those that just makes my brain power down.
2: Okay. Because every time I see a story about someone who's listed as a quote unquote TikTok influencer, something bad happens to that person. Like, oh,
0: they're going to do a skateboard stunt and then they flitz trip and get or a road cone jabbed. A TikTok
2: influencer or live streaming, streaming himself drinking bottles of a Chinese spirit. Uh, called Baiju, Uh, and so he live-streamed himself drinking several bottles of strong alcohol on China's version of TikTok. Yeah, he died. He died. (laughs) The influencer was known as Sankyanj, or Brother 3000, was found dead just hours after broadcasting himself taking part in in a competition with a fellow influencer, which involved drinking this baijiu, which is a, a Chinese spirit with a typical alcohol content of, wait for it, 30 to 60% alcohol. One of his friends, selection, folks. Yeah, uh, one of his friends told the outlet that uh, uh, I, the guy, Sang Kanj, who identified by his real-life li- surname of Wang... Had taken part in an online challenge known as PK against another influencer in the early hours uh, a little over a week ago and live streamed the results, and he died. He died. So um, that's why I'm not comfortable with the term TikTok influencer because if nothing else, the TikTok influencer feels he's got he or she has to do things to continue to influence because he's on TikTok. I'm an influencer. And people see that
3: and then they also do it like the whole tripod it. bit.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Now that I'm more concerned about than a dog sniffing the food in a supermarket. Just gotta it's say. Natural
0: selection, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't help people at that point, you know?
2: Okay. Uh coming up, we'll have our second hour long notebook. We also have a flex thirty update that we'll do when we continue. Light the tower on the horn.
1: Like the tower
2: This is like the tower on the horn Since we just did um, Inconceivable, we usually do a, a clean-up from hour number one, and when we do it at the end of hour number one, we can do the cleanup right now because already folks are responding. They said, TikTok is like jackass on steroids and a never-ending <laughs> stupidity supply of people not having anything else to do. I remember my mom would have to pull me by the ear to get me back in the house for dinner, and now it's the opposite. It's moms wanting the kids to go outside and play, but they're hypnotized by their phones, video games, tablets, and TV.
0: Yeah. Hey parents, you know how you regulate that? Take it away.
2: Yeah, there's a concept. That was a, that was a pretty effective punishment when I had to do that with with one of mine. Somebody else said when I drink several alcoholic beverages, I ended up all right. As the guy's name was. <laughs> all
0: right. I mean. Yes. We've all been there at one
2: point, right? Yeah. Beavel Lance Jason asked if we did that uh story about <laughs> the man deliberately crashing his plane to get YouTube views. See dude. Yeah. Uh uh so uh multiple cameras and slick editing, Trevor Jacob. That sounds like one of Rod's shady names. It's two the first two names. Two first names, man. Yeah, Trevor Jacob, uh documented the dramatic moments. When his small plane crashed into a Santa Barbara County hillside as he parachuted to safety. It was a video entitled, I crashed my airplane. So it got hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Apparently, turned out it was all staged. You know, uh, he, what a he, shocker. Yeah, he pleaded guilty to a felony charge of obstructing a federal investigation after admitting to intentionally crashing the plane to get views on his YouTube channel. According to the United States Department of Justice, he faces up to 20 years in prison. Good. Hey, here's the deal, right? And, and Cam, I may want
0: to retract something you and I said last segment. I don't think we're devolving as a society. Like, since, you know, when Christ was roaming this mortal world. Like, we, we've we had idiots in society, Right. It's always been the, the very ignorant amongst us. Mm-hmm. It's just now because of social media we know about all. You get of to it. see him here yeah. and made
2: more aware. Of, well, this this happened last uh, November twenty fourth. Prosecutors say he took off from the Lompoc City Airport in a single engine aircraft, designated for Mammoth Lakes. About thirty minutes later, while flying over the Los Padres National Forest near Santa Maria, the YouTube video and there's a picture of it. Jeff shows him. Uh, it's saying that the uh, the engine had failed. He jumped from the plane, videotaped himself parachuting to the ground. Cameras mounted inside and outside of the plane showed the aircraft descend and eventually crash into dry brush. And his quote was, "Holy bleep! I'm over the mountains and I have an engine out." He jumped from the plane, recorded himself parachuting to the ground. Cameras mounted inside and outside of the aircraft, showed it descending. Uh, He said, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, higher power, for watching over me. He then hiked out of the forest. He flagged down a driver. Prosecutors say he waited two days to report the crash to the National Transportation Safety Board, which told him to preserve the wreckage. He stalled the investigation by telling NTSB officials that he didn't know where the plane went down. More than 2 weeks after the crash on December 10th, he and a friend flew a helicopter to the crash site and airlifted the rescue uh, wreckage. It was loaded on to a trailer and then he took off from the airport, uh, well, anyway, that was the he drove the wreckage, unloaded it in a hangar. He then cut up and destroyed the airplane wreckage and over the course of a few days deposited the detached parts of the wrecked airplane into trash bins at the airport. And elsewhere. They also say he lied to federal investigators and an FAA safety inspector when he told them the plane had <laughs> lost power and if could not find a place a safe place okay, to look. Okay.
0: If you're gonna dispo if you're gonna dispose of the airplane, why would you do it at the airport? Yeah. The first place they're probably gonna go look. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So he had his pilot's license revoked last year and <laughs> and, and, and now he's been found guilty of this. So Thank you, Beaver Lance Jason, for that. Um, so This guy sounds like
0: a real winner. Yeah. Hope hey, the, that couple thousand YouTube views you got was
2: worth it. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of uh, uh, viewpoints, both in agreement with you, Jeff, and in contrary to you. One says the ingredients are listed on every product. Talking about the dog sniffing the thing. Can this moron read this grocery store will lose customers for the sake of a high-maintenance prima donna? And uh, somebody else said, let that dog smell a pack of bacon and see what it does, (laughs) if it'll eat it. Uh, uh, So there was that. Um, uh, And then somebody with a contrary point of view says, Jeff, food manufacturers hide MSG all the time in their labeling. I pray no one you love ever has an allergy to this neurotoxin. It's brutal. Have a great day.
0: Okay. I'm not against – I'm not, like – discrediting people who have food allergies like my daughter is at the age where we're having friends over and we got to make sure we got to check with the parents hey does your kid have any food allergies and parents are honestly yes uh this kid's allergic to peanuts this kid we had a one of my daughter's friends was over the other day has a gluten intolerance and there's a whole list of things you can't eat when you have a gluten intolerance so i, I get that i totally 100 percent get that i'm not naive to that But you don't need your dog to go sniffing stuff through the grocery store to figure that out.
2: Well, according to the American Disabilities Act, they can.
0: The problem is, (laughs) the problem I have with this is, there are idiots who are using this and and gaming the system as a reason to take their dog everywhere. And you're detracting from the people that really need it.
2: Mm. Um, She claims that she's a person who really needs it. So that's the anyway that's that that was her story in the in the story there uh with regard to the airplane story, female listener number one says the airport's the only one with trash cans big enough <laughs> to hold the wreckage there uh if you've got a helicopter, why not just
0: dump it out in the ocean
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely uh so. <laughs> anyway, I said this year was my first year teaching high school. I spent most of the time explaining common sense to kids. I'm a welding. Oh, good lord, dude! I... <laughs> and somebody says, "Whiny Jeff is back."
0: Well, so there you good. Go. You, I hope you missed me. No, the the welding instructor. <laughs> dude, that's that's one of those deals where, man, if if you lack common sense and you're working like in the, in the wood shop or whatever, dude, that's a that's a trip to the hospital. I wonder if like the this welding instructor. I wonder if like the first day of class, you just scan the room real quick and I'm like, all right. Uh that kid that kid and that kid we're uh we're a couple weeks away from a trip
2: to the hospital with this group. Yeah. That's in- entirely possible. Uh okay. Uh how about uh we do a uh, flex 30 update.
1: Can we do that? I think we Flex ATX. For the best high school sports coverage, listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement.
0: There's, let me let me just say this before you guys get to the flex. There's a difference between me being whiny and, and me asking a simple favor of people that to get along, to get around in society and function properly, that you reach down around your south end, till you feel your head of hair, grab it and promptly remove your head from your sphincter, and then proceed to function normally in society with your knowing about your surroundings, having your bearings with you. That's all I ask. Okay, a little common sense goes a long way.
2: Okay, uh, UIL state baseball tournament, and uh, there is one area team as we know. It's the Westlake Uh But we did want to give you the schedule for this because it starts tomorrow morning. 9 o'clock tomorrow morning with a 1A semifinals at Dell Diamond. Abbott just got through playing for a state football championship. That also explains why they've only played 25 games this year. Abbott against Kennard. The fighting Willie Nelson. Yeah. Um, little, little,
0: little kegs and eggs, huh?
2: Yeah. they're Not for high school kids. Hey.
0: You've been around some of them high school tailgates. I don't stop people.
2: Stop. We're not. We're not. We're not promoting underage drinking here.
0: Oh, I'm not talking about underage drinking. I'm talking about the
2: adults. Oh, okay. All right. Different. Yeah. Different issue then. Yeah. Bottoms up. <laughs> uh, the, the other one, uh, Nazareth and Fayetteville, uh, is the other one. Uh, A semifinal. Uh, those are both at Dell. Two A semifinals uh, at Dell Diamond uh, are at well. First of all, next chronologically would be the four-A semifinals at UFC U Field. At one o'clock, Canyon Randall against Liberty ILO from up there by Texarkana. And then at four o'clock, yes, you have defending state champion, top-ranked Senton at 37 and three, Adrian Alanese's team taking on China Spring, which knocked out Taylor there at the Baylor Ballpark by winning the last two games of that. So those are the four-A's. The two A's start at four o'clock. At Dell, Harleton, and Collinsville. You know where either of those places are? Harleton, Collinsville? Nope. Negative, Ghost Rider. All right. Harleton is out in East Texas. All right. Uh, and Collinsville is in Cook County. It's up north, it's just southeast of Gainesville. It's kind of between Gainesville and Pilot Point. I believe it's on Farm to Market 372. So it's it's there. Collinsville Pirates there. Um so uh that's um so uh it, that's the uh, first of the 2A uh, semifinals. The second one, you know where Shiner is? So you got the Shiner Comanches playing New Home. You guys know where New Home is? I bet you do, Jeff. Not ringing the bell. Out by Lubbock. It's a bit north of Lubbock there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. So there's your 1A, your 2A, and your 4A. Then on Thursday, you get your 5A semifinals at Dell at 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. First of all, you got a 1A state championship at 9 o'clock Thursday morning. Then you got a 2A championship at noon at Dell Diamond. Then uh, you've got your uh, 4A championship at UFCU Dish Falk Field at 630. The 5A semifinals are at 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock at Dell on on Thursday. Magnolia West against frisco Reedy, And then Argyle, first year in 5A. Of course, you know, they're jumping right into it and doing quite well. And they're playing Bernie Champion, uh, who, of course, uh, knocked out uh, Rouse in the 5A semifinals. Then Friday, you have 3A semifinals at Dell Diamond. 9 in the morning, Boyd and Maypearl. You know where Maypearl is, right? Yeah, it's uh, on on your way up to the metroplex. There you go. It's it's between Waxahachie and Itasca, really. Not
0: Waxahachie, as was no. being said time and again during the oh really yeah.
2: for Roy, Roy Philpott bringing the Waxahachie. Yeah. there. I made uh, that mistake before. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, at least you fixed it, Ken. Yeah, it's in uh, that's in. Uh, so anyway, Maypearl there in southern Ellis County, but uh, Maypearl will play Boyd. And then uh, at noon, Corpus Christi London against Wall, that's at noon, six A semifinals, uh at Dell Diamond. You have Woods out of the Houston area and Flower Mound Marcus. So oh no, excuse me, Flower Mound High, not Flower Mound Marcus. Uh it'd be Flower Mound. It, it's listed as Louisville Flower Mound. I can tell you the people on Flower Mound don't really much care for that, you know. That's like Why is s- that? That's like saying Austin Vandergrift, okay, okay, it's that. <laughs> and Flowerman is they do it because it's in the in the uh, Louisville ISD. That's why. But they're in their own city in Flower Flowermount. When so, you go
3: to the state championships for swimming and diving, on the scoreboards they list Vandergrift as AUSVA. Yeah, I had never seen that before. So every time I'm looking for the scores, what is Ausfa? Ausfa. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But never heard anyone. Yeah, call it Austin Vandergrift.
2: Yeah, yeah. Except the UIL. Apparently. Well, and this is kind of the inconsistency there because uh, they don't they don't list Vandergriff as uh, Leander Vandegrift because they're not in the city of Leander, but they are in the Leander yeah. ISD. Yep. Yet yep. here is Flower Mound, which is in its own city, Flower Mound, but because it's in the Lewisville ISD, is listed as Lewisville Flower Mound. And things. That's backwards. why I say there's not a lot of rhyme and reason. A lot of those. Sometimes it comes down to the school preference. Uh, and then at night they we got Westlake listed as Boston-Westlake, and that's more by identification mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, not
0: Austin ISD like some news right. might try to.
2: Uh, so it's Westlake against there. Uh That's there. And then on Saturday, the three state championship games remaining, the 3A at 9 a.m. at Dell, the 5A at noon, and the 6A at 4. So there it is. Are you yeah. working any of those?
3: Not working. Right. Probably will be spectating. But for yep. those who are, wanted to see possibly maybe Texas, Texas A&M this week and the Super Regionals didn't get that, the Paraland Westlake game—that's yeah. basically the state championship. That's Whoa. the number one team versus I the number disagree three team. With you really, on
2: that. <laughs> really. You hadn't seen Flower mouth <laughs> okay? Well,
3: based off the rankings, it, it number one and number three. I, I would yeah. think so, but
2: yeah, it won't—it will not decide. There's the state a championship. reason they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm not saying Westlake's not going to win it. By the way, I think they're the best team right yeah. now. Yeah, but I think Flowermount is okay. pretty pretty good. I'm just just saying. Not that Paraline didn't. I'm just saying it, it, to say that Westlake Paraline's for the state title, I think, is a bit premature. Okay, that's my point. Okay, all right. There's your flex thirty up. Do we have uh, time? Do you have uh, some material here for uh, you? a long we, more we can we can hit it real quick.
1: Let's I'm hit it, really it real quick, quick here. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Uh,
0: In case you missed it in the first hour, Corey Schlesinger uh, hired as the new Texas strength coach, head strength coach for men's basketball, replacing John Riley. If you missed our interview with David Pierce, go to the podcast page at hornfm.com. I think that's also on the Twitter machine, uh, on the Horn's Twitter account, at the Horn ATX. You can go get that, uh, the link to that. Uh, The big news there was. Confirming the news and, and this hadn't been made official, Craig, but it is official now since David Pierce told us. David Shaw and Heston told done for the rest of the year. That's not a surprise, right? But it's it's official. In case anybody didn't know,
2: neither were were uh, on the trip to uh, South Florida right. for that. So it yeah. It um,
0: so you so you got those two bits of news, and then yeah, we got the uh, schedule for the Stanford Super Regional came out this morning. It's the Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. If the if necessary, the only game time that has been set. So far, is the Saturday game, Game One? It'll be a five o'clock start local time.
2: That's right. That's right. And then they'll uh, go from there to see how they take it further. All right. We'll uh, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn.
1: Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
2: Okay. so here's the, uh, oh, oh, you asked me uh, at the start of the program, Ken, for a little review of Lone Depot Park. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not great. Did you get to swim in the fountain? I did not. Mm. Did not do that. And I, you know the thing that bothered me the most? Remember when the, the park opened, they had that big artwork thing yeah. of a fish? Yeah. And it looked like a big roulette wheel? They moved it outside. What? It's not inside anymore. So It's like a monument, right? Yeah, but now it's like stuck to the outside of the building there. Um, I'm sure that's not an eyesore for anyone l- you walking You know, m- most domes are not going to look that great from the outside anyway. You know, we, we've heard all the stuff about, you know, uh, you know Globe Life looking like a big barbecue grill. It looked like a, uh, you know, just a big old oval type of thing. It, it, it wasn't that. The inside lacked imagination. It was just yeah. kind of blue seating kind of wrapped around. It wasn't like fans were like close up to the deal. I did see one really good field-level stadium club. And it was beyond left field, mm-hmm. uh, uh, beyond the left field fence. So, but, but otherwise, eh, wasn't too much. I walked around. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't so much.
3: Friends that have been there have said the same
2: thing. It's just like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, but I would put every other dome stadium I've been in ahead of it. Every other one. Even Globe Life, Milwaukee, Toronto. Uh, Astrodome? well it, it's hard because it was built in a different time and place you know what i mean I got you. yeah you know uh so it would be it be, be difficult in that respect um uh, i the, like the astrodome better for baseball than football i can tell that you dome, that.
0: what about that dome in st louis
2: uh well that's a football dome yeah
0: but i'm just talking dome stadium yes,
2: better absolutely that, I, I, I change i i correct myself there is one that's worse than that. Trop. Bell yep. County. County. Okay. No, no, no. It's Tropicana. Wait, why are you been...
0: disparaging the Bell County Expo Center? That doesn't count. It
2: doesn't have a major
0: league team there. I I'm talking not... about
2: a major league or NFL I type I will park. not have Expo Center
0: <laughs> slander on this show, sir.
2: All right. Uh, we're done for today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Got one more show tomorrow. I leave Thursday morning. I'll be here tomorrow. Yes.
0: Well, I will not be here on Thursday.
2: Oh, well, I guess we're going to have to make some arrangements. We will all right. It'll be the Cam Show on Thursday. Okay, all right. Uh, so we'll do that coming up. Uh, we'll be back with you. We invite you to stay tuned as Chad and Zay are up next for "A Man Behind the Glass" and producer Cameron Parker and former co-host Jeff Howell, I'm Craig Wade. We thank you for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow morning, ten o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.